Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Real As Yates podcast. We are your co-hosts, Taylor Yates. And Paige Yates. In this podcast, we share with you everything we know about real estate, greater Boston, and life. And in case you're wondering, yes, we are in fact related. We are a top producing mother-son real estate team where we lead, surprise, the Yates team. How is it getting here today, Paige? So after 35 years of being in the real estate business, using map books, navigational system, my phone, I finally figured out how to use Waze because my seven-year-old grandson told me this past weekend that was far better than my navigation <laughs> system in my car. So the good news is getting here has a positive. I actually now know how to use Waze. Yeah. Oh, man, you got that tip from Ash? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's a smart kid, huh? Yeah. Yeah. By the time he's grown up, we're all going to be getting the internet beamed directly into our tooth. Correct. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yeah. All right. So this week, we're talking about prepping for sale curb appeal enhancements. So let's start off with, Paige, why does curb appeal matter? So in my experience, most buyers go to in front of a house, and in that moment, they decide if they, one, like it, and two, if they see themselves in it. So curb appeal, the welcome feeling of someone wanting to be in the house is critical to people because they really make their decisions about whether or not they're even interested in the first 30 seconds. So really important to have things look nice, no peeling paint, your landscaping tidied up, things that would make someone feel like you have maintained the house well and that they want to go inside. Got it. So, you know, make sure your house has been painted, maybe not freshly, but within a reasonable amount of time that it's not peeling. Well, so what about like shrubs and stuff? What kind of things do you... Um... Well, I think if they're if the shrubs are all overgrown mm-hmm. and people kind of look at it as more like a haunted house versus a house <laughs> they want to live yeah. in because yeah. they they want to make sure that the homeowner has taken good care, whether it's inside maintenance or outside, that curb appeal entices people to go through the front door. So updates on the inside of the home are kind of par for the course around here in greater Boston. And they also are often cosmetic or feel manageable. But what I find is when buyers go to a house and they have concerns about the exterior, they start worrying if this house is actually going to stand up, right? Is there water damage? Is there structural damage? You know, is is there problems with the topography of the house? Is it going to, you know, driving water to the house or something like that? I also think that people look at, if they see the outside of the house and it looks like it's falling or in disrepair, Mm -hmm. and they go inside the house and someone's done updates, they're going to question whether those updates were done properly and with the spending the right amount of money. Because there are a lot of people that can kind of put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. yeah. And homeowners oftentimes do that. So looking at the outside can be just as valuable as looking at the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, not for nothing, too. Your neighbors like you a lot more when you take care of the outside of your house. And and it helps with the valuation of the neighborhood as well. It maintains 
the fact that the houses in that neighborhood mm-hmm. are well-maintained and create the same value as you have your house at that moment. I mean, there are a lot of people, if you've got one house in disrepair in a neighborhood, people drive down and you've got 10 houses that look great. And mm-hmm. then you've got one that you're like this, you know, it's so overgrown, you can't even figure it out where it is. And it it hurts the neighborhood. People don't like that. It doesn't speak well the neighborhood. Right. And when when some of those really thorough potential buyers are knocking on doors around the neighborhood asking people about it, you want those neighbors to say good things about you and your house. Right. You know, a lot of people, when they think about curb appeal, they're thinking about landscaping. But I think it goes beyond that, right? And, you know, top things to me, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, are the front entryway and the front walkway. And also, you know, sometimes the front of the garage, all these things facing the street. And the reason those matter is because you pretty much have to engage with them when you visit a house, right? You might not see maybe like, you know, things like the soffits under the edge of the roof, or, you know, you might not get a good look. Wood at rod the sh- on the side. Yeah, wood rod on the sh- side or shutters that are askew. But when you walk through the front door, if it's in rough shape, you're going to notice it. Well, it's interesting that you say that because in the past year, I've had two people whose homes I've gone to to try to to list. And one of the things is one of the houses, the entire front walkway had not been, was loose. And if you stood on a, a stone, it would tip. And the owner had gotten a bid to do it, but hadn't gotten around to doing it. And I said to him, you, you know, you need to tell people that you're going to take care of it or here's a credit for it. But that is a first impression that they're going to have mm-hmm. where they can't even walk to the front door fear, without fear of falling. So that's, that alone is important. And then I had someone who wanted to get top dollar from their house and you walk up the front steps to their front door and there's some sort of material that's decomposing on the front Ooh. Of the house, <laughs> of the front. Like, wait, what? So you saw decomposing what in front of the house? It was house? like cement. So the cement was puckering. Oh, it was okay. And it was kind of landing to go yeah. into the front door. And I said to them, you just need to call a mason and you mm-hmm. need to address mm-hmm. this. If you want top dollar for your house, this is something you need to address. Right. So I find that that one of the most important things with curb appeal is people understand how to do the inside of their house easy right? Paint, paper, whatever it might be, bathrooms, kitchens. But when you go, the curb appeal of the outside is if people are unable to get to the front door or you walk into the front door and as you're going to the front door, all these things look like they're in disrepair. They're going to question whether or not the homeowner has maintained this house in a way that they should have. Yeah. I'll give everybody a metaphor here. So I think of a... um a showing or an open house is kind of, it's like a song, right? You know, a song, it starts off and it gets better and better and then it crescendos and then you, and then it winds down. That's kind of how you want a showing to go. If you start off on the wrong foot because you have bad curb appeal, you have poorly maintained exterior, it's like, you know, when you hear a bad song on the radio, you're like, okay, I'm going to flip the station, right? Yeah. I'm already, you already lost them there. Right. And not for nothing, by the way, this time of year, curb appeal matters because we have a lot of snow in Boston. That can look really good or it can look really bad. And a lot of that is 
you know, are you doing the right things with uh, shoveling your walkway, shoveling your driveway, you know, putting the snow in the right spot as opposed, you know, instead, instead of like tossing that driveway, that dirty driveway snow onto your front lawn that otherwise looks beautiful. Like that's a really important factor in this time of year. The bottom line to all the curb appeal is if a buyer can't get to the front door <laughs> and feel good about the house, yeah. then you're hurting the value of that house. And that's what sellers need to know is if buyers can't get because the walkway is in disrepair, if they can't get there because the snow hasn't been moved properly, if the walkway or the, the steps going into the house are sagging or pulling away from the house or the walkway is not solidly attached. These things all affect value. And from a seller's point of view, that's what we're all about. We're trying to get the highest value for the product that he's selling or she. Yeah. So I want to put this out there because this applies to you specifically. So seasonal considerations for curb appeal. So for those of you who have not been to Paige's house, she is big on seasonal decor. You always have an elaborate tablescape on your kitchen table. You always have a lot of decorations on your front porch and you're always seasonally appropriate. Do you have any hot tips for people who don't have quite the talent as you for this, but are interested in kind of doing what you do? Oh, that's a good question. So I would say it's hard to keep up with seasonal changes because we go from Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas and Hanukkah, and then we go into the hardcore winter. One thing that I've learned over many years is I think greenery in places like pots or on top of a of a porch or something like that, if you can go all green, that can get you through the harsh months so that you can put greens up now and they last until, say, April or May, I think that saves you kind of things that are more permanent versus seasonal can be tough unless you're on top of it and have the time to maintain it. Got it. So seasonal, I think, is is tough for everybody to maintain because it takes time. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, what are some of those greens? Like, are we talking like so, on an arborvitae? What, what do you so have So what mind? I do is I usually go to a, a garden center like Russell's Garden Center and mm-hmm. I buy a whole bunch of mixed greens and I put them in my planters outside so that I can get through the winter months with it kind of looking okay. I was looking at my front porch and I have the flowers left over from the summer that I need to pull out. And I was going, what can I put up there that is going to last me another five months? Mm-hmm, and the answer mm-hmm. is I got to go get some greens, some holly, some deciduous plants that I can just put up there mm-hmm. that will get me through the winter. So if it snows, they look good. If it doesn't snow, it's all green. And I haven't tried to, I'm not in a situation where I have to change it every two weeks because that becomes a big maintenance thing. So mm-hmm. I just try to go for longer term plantings that kind of last me four or five months, whether it's summer winter. The seasonal decorations, I think, come out on the front porch, but the other things, the kind of the classic look is yeah, important. Yeah, if you got the time or the talent for it, you could go to Paige's level. But if you're just <laughs> looking for a shortcut, yeah, go to your reputable local garden center like Russell's, and they will hook you up with something that'll last you this winter. Yeah. 
Awesome. So we're going to come back in a minute and we'll look at the mailbag. Did you know that Paige and I aren't just your favorite real estate podcast hosts? We're also pretty darn good at our day jobs. With over 30 years of experience and over $1 billion sold in Greater Boston, we're real estate agents you can trust. If you're buying or selling a home, reach out to us at contact at yatesboston.com today. All right, Mom, you ready for our joke of the week? Oh, no. (laughs) All right. How did the real estate agent handle the rude client? Do you want me to give the answer? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll give you the answer. See how you like it. She showed her some manners. Awesome. That's a great... Great uh, oh, man, answer to that dad question. joke. Uh, that's Ash would call that a uh, a groaner. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go to the mailbag. We've got a few questions from the audience this week, but we picked our favorite one, which is: Is landscaping worth the money? And what about hardscaping? So I believe that landscaping is important, at least at the bare minimum of having things tidy. I think most people want a fall and a winter cleanup. I think that landscaping, if you do it yourselves, is a tremendous responsibility. And to get help these days is really difficult and can be expensive. So I do feel that landscaping needs to be in good shape. I think hardscaping is personal. It costs money, obviously, but it can add to a wonderful lifestyle. I've seen lots of beautiful patios, stone patios with beautiful barbecue and grilling areas outside, kind of the the theory of everybody coming back to the house, having a big barbecue and a big cookout outside and big allows for big fat family gatherings. Mm-hmm. I think those can be beautiful. They are expensive. For the cost of them, I don't know if they create enough value in a resale. I think additional kind of hardscaping, barbecue areas out back are important to the homeowner. And if they're important to you and you use it, it's worth the money. I think if you're trying to get your house ready to sell, adding additional hardscaping to make it like a a cookout area or a bar, you know, a barbecue area. Mm -hmm you're not probably not going to recoup your money. Right. I'll add to that by saying, you know, when people ask me these kinds of questions, my first reaction is, well, how bad is it at your house, right? You know, if you've got fine landscaping, you do not need to go out and spend a bunch of money to be the best landscaped house on the block Mm -hmm. because buyers are sort of looking for a template, right? There's sort of this middle ground that everybody accepts and even prefers. And so if you're already close to that, don't worry about it. If your landscaping is not very well maintained, the shrubs are overgrown, then yes, it's probably worth bringing somebody in to trim those back. But you don't need to reinvent your landscaping to be successful selling your home. Same thing with hardscaping. You know, should you think about going out and adding a whole new feature to your backyard? You know, probably not. If your front stoop is falling apart, you should probably bring in that mason and get that back to that middle ground that everybody's, that buyers are looking for. All right. Well, thank you for that question. So if you're a curious cat and you would like your question to be considered, you can just send us an email at contact at yatesboston.com or slide into our DMs at Yates Team Boston. 
That's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next week wherever you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Pandora. And if you enjoy this, be sure to like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram and YouTube at Yates Team Boston or on the web at YatesBoston.com. 